out there, we're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows. You should see the smile Luke Robitaille's uh, face right now. He's thinking about Don Cherry right now. And the old Canadian song. The, the old Canadian song from a Canadian uh, hockey player right next to me, Luke Robitaille, from the L.A. Kings. Played for, well, you played for the Kings. You played for the Rangers, Rangers for a while. You did uh, Detroit. Your, Detroit. Then you came back here to end your career. Yep. I had um, a, a little <laughs> spurt to win Pittsburgh, too. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, but you're working on the business side of things now. Yep. And uh, I wonder what, uh, what, do you think, what do players not know about what goes on in the business sides of hockey? That, uh, you know, the first thing the players don't know is, like, there's a lot of people working for an organization. When you're a player, you think, ah, oh, if we win, they'll be there, and then, you know, nothing else is going on. You don't realize that uh, there's, like, 100 to 130 people working to get the organization going. I mean, you really don't know that, and I think that's the biggest shock when we bring some players, whether they've retired or sometimes we even ask some of our guys just to sit into a few of our meetings there. They're, they're always their faces always kind of it's funny to see their reaction because they really think you really think as a player as long as we win everything's okay you know and, and it's not it's, it's not no, there's it. a lot more going on than that and uh so it, it's a it's a great learning curve for a lot of them how is it though having been a player um for some different teams and for such a long time Luke, how has that kind of helped you now that you're uh in the back office as they say I, I think it helped me that I played for a few different franchises to see their different philosophy. And, uh, you know, I was fortunate to play in Detroit where they, they had such a, we, we, you know, people throw around the word culture and they had, but they did have a good culture where everybody was pulling towards one goal and it was to make the organization great. And their goal was to win the cup and they all seemed to speak the same language. And, you know, for me to bring that back into Los Angeles when uh, when I retired, that was one thing that I felt as an organization. We we weren't speaking the same language uh, together, and we changed that. And uh, we were fortunate; we won a couple cups. But you know, you, you have to live it every day as an organization. It, it's interesting too. Yeah, those Detroit teams were were fantastic. Also, yeah. stocked a lot of talent. People like you would have found this as playing there mm-hmm. uh, to pursue that goal. It did seem to be if you could get that sense of it watching the games too. But I think that the way that fans connect now is very different. Um, and what you guys are doing with social media, for example, to get to, talk to me about your efforts there and how you're trying to get closer to fans yeah. and get them involved in the team. Yeah, I mean, for us, I mean, we uh, we were one of the first team. I think it was 2011 when we hired a couple kids and. Uh, we basically told them we don't want to be one of those boring teams that are just showing the score. If you remember in those days, like six, what is that, six years ago, every team was just showing the score and getting some news. And uh, we, we told them just have a personality, uh, you know, on behalf of the organization, but be respectful. So we were lucky. We, ma- we made the playoffs and we, we had a good run and uh, they kind of made fun of the opponent. They would make fun during the game of other players and it just took off. It got a, it got a life of its own. And uh, ever since then, I think uh, a few teams have taken that route and I think it makes it fun. I mean, I remember I think uh, the, the San Francisco Giants are really good at it. Uh, there's a few other teams and... Uh, but we believe that we should have a person eye as an organization. I mean, it's just it's just sports. It's, we're not doing anything special, so we should have fun with it. What's different about the game today and the sport today? I think uh, 
the game today, if you speak as the game as a whole, first of all, on the athlete's point of view, if you're good at the sport, whether it's tennis, hockey, or basketball, you only play that sport from the time you're, let's say a kid is good at uh, baseball at nine years old, like right away, everybody's going to say, okay, now you need to have those specialty lessons. You, you need to meet with a batting coach, a pitching coach, and so forth. And then by the time you hit 18, you know, you, you're only good at that sport. You're not really an athlete. You're good at that sport. Like if you look at some of our hockey players, they could barely throw a ball, some of those guys. Well, you and I were just talking about my friend's son who's been playing hockey to, at a high level as a young man, but he's not playing football he's not going to risk hurting himself in some other sport at this yeah. point because unlike his way his dad and i grew up we'd play every sport and it's sad in I my think, case quite poorly yeah i think kids should play every sport and then maybe when you're 16 it should be an age that you could pick your your sport but uh, i think it makes it different and the one thing that that it differs from the from the past too is by the time you hit the pro level the level of intensity is 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 a lot higher right away. What do you mean intensity? But I mean, like uh, you know, everybody's talking about uh, you know everybody's getting faster and bigger and so forth. That's because when you're good at a sport, you eat, you change your your eating habit, you change your training habit. Everything is towards that that goal. But what it does, I think, I believe, what's going to happen in the next 10, 15 years is the careers are going to be shorter because of that. Because for us in hockey, as an example. If you're skating, it's not a natural motion of the body. So we see a lot more groin injuries or back injuries in the guys in their early 20s where you used to see those injuries in guys in their early 30s and like 20 years ago. Interesting. So I think that's going to happen more and more. Same probably with pitching and baseball. I don't know. I just as, as, Ironically, coming into the sports summit here, I saw LeBron James out in the sidewalk today. He's shooting a car commercial right outside. <laughs> and there's a guy who's not Is that why the traffic was out that's there? That's why the traffic was, was so bad outside. It was LeBron. Everyone is stopping to look at LeBron. So, yeah, it's a... There's a guy whose career, uh, his, yeah. his, his particular <laughs> habits focus on one sport are helping, all right. Great stuff. Luke Robitaille, thank you so much. The president of the LA Kings joining us here at the Bloomberg Sports Summit in Los Angeles.